The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Field, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Jesse Holly, Kurt Daniels, and Nate Newton. Happy Tuesday. Happy November 1st. Happy. I don't know, post things, post uh, Halloween. How are we doing, guys? Happy, Good. Happy here we are. Switch. Happy switch up, that's yeah. for sure. It's a beautiful day here in Dallas. It's a beautiful day here in this studio as well. I'm Kurt Daniels. This is Hanging with the Boys to some degree. I'm in the, uh, <laughs> the big boy chair here today because we're switching things up. We are joined by the great Nick Eatman, the walking encyclopedia of Dallas Cowboys history. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And our man Isaiah Stambit. Yes, Always right. a pleasure to be here with you, sir, and hearing your take on this great game. I know what the intro said. The intro said Jesse Holly. I'm just a better looking version of Jesse Holly. <laughs> yeah, I just want the people to know. I know a lot of people listening to audio, but if you're watching visually, I am not Jesse. That's oh, right. we get mixed up a lot. Well, then, I'm, then I'm not Nate. Yeah, you're not Nate. <laughs> <laughs> just want to get that clear. Some like it. Yeah. Yes, yes. Did you guys have a good Halloween? You guys got young kids, right? Yeah. Did you get out there and dress up, do the trick or treating thing or anything? You know what? Mm. I wish I did. I wish the times were different. I wish it was like when I was growing up. But now yeah. you got to worry about you know yeah. a lot of people out there that that want to do bad things. So <laughs> I try to keep myself and my family out of harm's way because I don't want to be the one that has to go you know yeah. have the yeah. urge to want to do something bad to somebody. So I, I just keep myself out of it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Well, I we, walked around a little bit. Did you? Yeah, yeah. but I mean it's it is different though because you see how many people just do not participate, yeah. you know, yeah. obviously just yeah. shut down everything. <laughs> but now it, it even seems like it's more than that. Like, it's like if you're not outside in your yard, yeah. then we didn't even go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we did. We sat out on our driveway yeah. and was handing out. But I think I ate more candy than I handed out. So I'm kind of on this sugar <laughs> it, hangover today. It, it got so bad because I let, like, hey, just take a handful. And I didn't even see this. This one kid was like 6'3", comes in. He's got some big hands. And so yeah. next thing I know, like, I'm taking our kids' candy and putting it in the bowl because we're, we're out. Yeah. Like, I mean, we're right now, I let them have too many. So, yeah. That was, <laughs> was, was there one neighborhood, or did you, was it your neighborhood that had the good candy back in the day, or what, did you have to go to a nice neighborhood? I don't know. Yeah, we, don't know? We, we moved around a little bit. We we had we had a we had a few people we knew around our place, but okay. then we, we hit up some other spots we knew would have the good stuff. So, All right. yeah. I don't know. What's good candy? Seriously. Oh, what, I mean, the king size. Yeah, if you can get a stuff? king size back in the day, that was fire. I mean, or, or there was actually one neighborhood we would go to that gave out the king size, and they actually trusted you to grab one. Not yet. My, neighbor, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. my neighborhood was not that neighborhood. So we went to the neighborhood <laughs> yeah. where they were trustworthy, yeah. and they would put actually like soda cans in like a cooler, and you can grab a soda can, and you can grab oh. a, a king size Snicker or Butterfinger. Yeah. So just one Smarty, that's not good? <laughs> a toothbrush <laughs> left yeah. over? Uh, Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of trick-or-treating, this is some radio segueing right here okay. now. There we go. It is trade deadline day. It is. Are we going to get the Cowboys here? Fans going to get tricked or treated to a little move? What are you guys uh, thinking? And should depends they? Depends on what, they? what they can – what is it? I mean, what's which one's which? Is a treat actually a trade? I mean, it is – I think Cowboys fans would say that. For what? Well, yeah, for what position? <laughs> and, and and what are you going to let go? I mean, I mean, 
this is a this is a good football team right now. Got good chemistry, good stuff working. I mean, I'm not saying you can't go get a good player because obviously you're seeing the team you're chasing is doing it in Philly, but at at, at what cost and what are you going to give up? Because you got to remember, I mean, next year you got guys you got to pay. So if you bring someone in that needs a big contract, I mean, you you've got that. You got a cornerback that's going to be the number one cornerback, highest paid cornerback in the league. Mm-hmm. Next year, I think, and then I don't even know what you're gonna in two years what you got to do with Micah, who is whose agent knows he's not a linebacker, so you're gonna have to pay defensive end money. And I mean, it's just you just gotta be careful. I'm not saying yeah. don't don't go all in. I'm not saying do it, but you just gotta be careful for what cost. If you were gonna make a move, what position? Oh man. Receiver, I was I mean, say, that's and that's all dictated on James Washington's health. True, I know yeah. a lot of people have kind of forgotten about James Washington, but he's I think he's a valuable asset when healthy. I did too, I did um, too. yeah. I, I definitely think so about, about James Washington. I think that's a guy you could bring in, kind of get excited about, like, hey, here's another guy that could help. Um, I said this before, I guess, on the, on the break that if you're going to get a receiver, you got to just ask other questions, like, go down the road on, on your checklist. What does this receiver do is for the room? How much money is he going to cost right now? I mean, why is he getting traded, number one? Mm-hmm. Is it the contract they don't want to pay? And then if so, are you going to pay CD? What does this mean for what you've got going on? Because are you going to pay CD? Are you going to pay this guy? Every time we did an interview about the Amari Cooper trade, the one thing that Stephen Jones said over and over is he's 24 years old, and he's going to be here for a while. So right. you knew they had to get a new contract for him and all that. So it was almost like they gave up a first, but they were getting a young, talented receiver. So whoever you bring in, depending on what you have to give up, you you wonder how long they're going to be in the mix. So I'm fine with the receiver thing. I just yeah. think you got to answer other questions. Like, is he better than CD? Are you still keeping CD? Are you going to do him over? Just you know, because you already paid Gallup. So yeah. you kind of know what your see, number two is going to be. Well, see, this is that's my concern right now. Is, is the way this team is at this moment, do you have a number two? Because Gallup's working his way back from that knee injury. And, and you know, listen, <laughs> listen to Jesse talk and others. He's not quite right yet. No. You got Noah Brown. He's battling a foot injury. And even if he, even if he wasn't, is he a true number two? Do you, do you feel like you have a true number one? Well, that's the, and that, yeah, was, right. <laughs> that was one thing that Nate said is, is you're never going to have a number one if you don't have a number two. And so at this point, you know, I know you're you're looking down the road at, you know, how you're going to work out money, how you're going to do this and that. But I mean, the window is always tighter than you right. Think. And maybe you just let, like you're saying, maybe just let it go. Maybe just let it work out like it's going to work out. I mean, you're you're what the third or fourth best team in the league right now, mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. Uh, at least a top, top five. two or three in the conference. And if you're not going to say, I'm going all in now. When, I'm with are you. You. when are you? I, I'm with you. I, I mean, agree. I don't think you can go back-to-back seasons feeling as if you have it right there at the edge. Like You just need one more chess piece, and you don't pull the trigger. I think last year was the year where they learned that hard lesson where they probably should have made one move yeah. that would have gave them just that extra little one-up to be like, oh, crap, these guys are yeah. really going for it. And you didn't feel like they did that. And then you feel like the same way this year. Like, hey, Defense is playing really well, right? They're not creating turnovers yet, but they're they're freaking making I, mayhem. Offensively, I'll you're – you. You're starting to figure it out? I'll yeah. tell you where I would go. I would go 20 years ago in those 2002, 2003 Cowboy teams that weren't very good. Right. But they had Larry Allen. They had Larry Allen, and he couldn't help them win, but he was really good. He was going to go to the Pro Bowl every year. Yeah. I'll find that guy. Mm. I'll find that guy that on a team that's like, right, this, we got a great all-pro, 
and I know. I mean, I know one I could think of, and a team that might be in the trade yeah. business at this point. I'm not going to say names, but I'm just saying because if I got a left guard that came in here and was maybe even better than Zach, I mean, because Zach's Zach's 30 years old too. Right. So like, you know, you give me a left guard that I can have and solidify there, and maybe the other team just wants you know, you give them a second round pick for it, or maybe a first round pick. You know, how much yeah. money does Dallas have to play with? Okay. Do we know that? A little bit, don't they? I mean, again, if you're looking it's long-term so contracts, then thinking, it's harder. Thinking, but right now, they've got money to play with, don't yeah. they? Say, you start thinking about bringing in players of that caliber, yeah, right? Yeah, especially that particular position. You're going to pay some. Yeah. You're going to pay well, some bread. You're going to pay some, but but if, if somebody's got a big contract, I mean, that, that that's going to affect what you have to trade for because they're going to lose – Whatever whatever prorated signing bonus is going to hit their cap immediately. All you're going to take on is is what the base salary is. So it's got to get kind of tricky from that yeah. standpoint. And a lot of times, I think it was the Stafford trade from the from Detroit to the Rams. The Rams gave up so much for Stafford because the Lions are like, look what was hitting our cap for him not to be here. So you need to pay for that. That's why he got a one. So you got to be kind of careful. Yeah, but with that. Okay, so I think. The general feeling I've gotten from from Jerry and others talking is that this team can compete with like the Eagles. I mean, sure. You put Dak Prescott in that game, they can compete with the Eagles. But can they compete with the Chiefs or the Bills? And are they one guy away from that? So my move, I know you're saying offensive guard, and I, I don't, I I agree with you. That would be dominant piece, right? I think that you still need a dominant receiver. Yeah, dominant, not just a chess piece receiver. You're hoping that James Washington gets healthy, hopefully soon. I know all this, there's a lot of speculation as to when he can start coming back and contributing, but you expect to have him back at some point this season. And I think he inserts himself and it becomes a great slot guy and a great uh, vertical guy for you. But I still think that you need a true leader and somebody maybe who's even on their way out of their career, but they're still number one caliber. Um, to come into this organization and be that guy. Because I I said it in the beginning, before the season, I said it in camp, and I'll say it now. I still don't believe CD is ready to take over the reins as a number one. I don't think – I think talent-wise he is, but I don't think all the other aspects of the game, the leadership, the emotional intelligence, the, you know, the, the relentlessness, all those things, I don't think he's really taken that on yet. And we saw another example of it the other day. You know, where he didn't really run his route the way he really needed to based upon the way it's, dri- it's drawn up and it results in interception. Things like that, you need somebody to hold him accountable. And I'm not sure if there's anybody in that room that is holding him accountable at this point in time. I think that has to come from a Kellen Moore. It has to come from a Mike McCarthy when it should be somebody else that says, hey, we need you to do this the right way. Yeah. Now, we know a lot of these trades are, are done with draft picks and such. Mm-hmm. We just saw that one with Chicago made, which we're all questioning. Yeah. But um, this team is loaded with Which defense. one that Chicago made? Oh, the uh, Claypool. Claypool. Right. Yesterday it was like, okay, they're dumping, you know, <laughs> yeah. Roquan. But then they get Claypool, yeah, which that, is what they need. You know, basically that was the trade. Yeah. That's what they traded. I mean. Yeah, they swapped they, out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as this team looks to maybe move and deal, they are becoming – They've got. I guess it's a good situation, but maybe it's a tricky one where they're overloaded with defensive linemen. Yeah. Can you use any of those assets to maybe go get somebody? I thought that would have happened last week. 
um, prior to the, the Hankins signing, I thought they were actually in the process of potentially moving one of the defensive linemen. It didn't happen. But I think that's where you have your most value, absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you did have to give up a player, that's the only position that you can afford to give up a player and say, uh, I think we'll still be okay. Yeah, especially with Basham like supposed to come back here pretty soon. Yeah. I mean, that's another guy that, that adds to your list. And true. So, Jeez. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got they've got a, a stable of guys. But, um, yeah, I mean, you kind of wonder, are they looking to gain picks? Everybody loves picks, you know. They yeah. could, are they are they looking to, you know, get picks for the future, or are they going to try to get guys for now? Or that's both? my whole thing, man. I know Dallas historically also has always planned for the future. Yeah. And I know as an organization, you have to always position yourself to be in a position to compete. But doggone it. Go yeah, get it. You know what I'm saying? It. Like last year, you were in a position to go get it. You didn't. Yeah. And it hurt you, right? You got bit in the butt. First, first time, in the, when, as soon as you get to the playoffs, you got smacked in your face. And it's like, oh, crap. We might not want to do that again. We might want to prepare for this. You were as healthy as you could possibly be. You were loaded up. You were ready to rock, and you still got beat up. This year, things are seemingly getting back on that same path. You're dominating again. Your defense is playing really well. Your offense seemingly found their ground game. You know, you have healthy guys for the most part. Don't make the same mistake. Yeah. Like, like pull the trigger and make the move that you need to get, make to put yourself over the edge. So what if it seems like it's a little bit too much? So what? At least you protect yourself in that regard and you know that you have all the assets possible. You have an amazing defensive coordinator. You have an amazing front seven. It's going to make it really hard on teams that want to throw the ball. All you have to do is solidify your defensive run game. That's really technique and assignment. Once you sure that up, what do you look at? Offensively, what are we doing? Still trying to figure things out. Yeah. So go out there and get you somebody that's going to put you over the edge so that you can score points because your competition's doing it. Right. 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 Philly's doing it. The, the Giants are going to continue to figure it out because they got freaking the ball. Yeah. If yeah. I was 80 years old and this is the best team I've had in a while, I'd go <laughs> yeah. for it. Yeah, that's would, you know, what we're waiting for. <laughs> eventually, the future is now, right? I mean, you've, yeah, you've got to bring be. in that piece. And I think seeing a team you like call the, Steven, <laughs> yeah. you, don't worry about seeing it. <laughs> a team like the Rams last year went all in. You're seeing the Eagles kind of go all in. You're just, I think, Cowboys fans in general are like, when is it our turn? And that's the thing. Everybody's talking about the Rams. Oh, they gave up their future. But guess what? What do you play every year for? Yeah, a ring, and they got it. They got it. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, let's take our first break. Uh, when we get back, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit more about uh, where this team stands now, and maybe the run game problems. There's a lot to go over. So, this first break or first segment was brought to you by Wing Stop, where flavor gets its wings. Come back, and we'll see what we got next. So we'll be right back with Hang with the Boys. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great seats. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? 
attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to hanging with the boys. Get the ultimate fan experience for the ultimate Cowboys fan. Join Dallas Cowboys United presented by Globe Life starting at just $20. Join now. Get your fan pack, exclusive benefits, and more. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash United for details and join today. That was good. That's like auctioneer right there. Yeah. (laughs) I did it yesterday. Same read for the Cowboys break. It was funny. I think Chris, Chris was dealing with something. He was like, in the break, I was like, Chris, we're like, Chris, you all right, man? I don't know what he was dealing with. So I was like, I'm going to read it like that. Like, Get the ultimate fan experience. And like, pick it up. So, yeah, this is this is a. I've been there. I've done this one a while. I, could, I feel like I could. Yeah, you got it off the top of your head now. Yeah, but some of these others here. You wake up out of your sleep saying it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we we're also brought to you by Blockchain.com. This segment, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. There you go. Nice. All right, I want to ask you guys. I want you to uh, shower me with good feelings yes. and good thoughts. Well, oh. that too, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay, tell me where we are here. We're at we're basically the midway point. We are six and two. Everything's looking rosy. We're looking good. Last year at this time, we were six and two. We finished the year with the number one offense in points and yards. Our defense last year, seventh in points allowed. First in takeaways. It wasn't a bad defense. You could say it was a top 10, maybe, defense. Mm-hmm. Now here we are. Same situation. A rung defense still a problem. We talked about the wide receivers being a problem. Often still figuring it out. Why do we think this year's 6-2 and two team has a better chance than last year's 6-2 team? I don't. I don't think it does. <laughs> oh, all right. Because, <laughs> I mean. We're brothers. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> last year you were 6-2, and two and, and at this point I don't think it looked like any team in the division was going to have a winning record. True. The Eagles kind of limped in and got, got to the playoffs at the end. Now you're 6-2, and two, and had it not been for Seattle fumbling the ball, you could have been in third place still. Mm. So you're tied for second, even though you beat the Giants. But I'm just saying you're chasing. You're six and two, and you're chasing in your own division. I think it's a better football team than it was last year. I think it's a lot more complete team. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they got some receiver, I mean, I don't know. I, the defense is way better. The offense is not as good, but the defense is way better. So I think that that's why the team is better. I, uh, I don't think they're better. I don't think. I think they're definitely playing better in there. I think they. 
personnel-wise, they're better on defense, mm-hmm. right? I think they have a better understanding of their assignments. They understand Dan Quinn's system. They're playing better together, even though they don't have nearly as many takeaways as they did a year ago. Offensively, that's the reason why I say that they that they can't be better this year than they are la- than they were last year. Sim- simply because of the fact we know that you're going to have to score. You're right. going to have to score points against teams that are better than the Chicago Bears, and. They haven't shown that to date. Now you show the last few weeks that you can run the ball a little bit. Okay, that's 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 helpful, right? But we but you know you're fighting against an offensive coordinator who doesn't really want to run the <laughs> ball, right? So you have to be dominant in the run game. But if you're not dominant, then we're go- we're doggone it, we're airing it out, right? And we know that airing it out this year hasn't been it. Now obviously everybody's gonna say, well, Dak hasn't you know been back for that long. Okay, well let's go back to week one. Okay, mm-hmm. when you had everybody healthy and everybody's ready to roll, three points. Right. Three points against Tampa Bay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Now let's go ahead and look at the last few weeks. Okay. He threw for what two hundred and some the last last week or so. It still doesn't give me the sense of security that you can go out there and compete with a team that can go bang bang. Yeah. Right. And you're and and I still feel as if this offense is so dependent on their defense. If you took yeah. the defense out of it and said, okay, just I'm, we're playing one third of the game. Mm-hmm. Okay. Offense versus offense. Do you feel like the Dallas Cowboys can go against the Philadelphia Eagles right now? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, so like if the if the if the defense, and I understand everybody, it's not a realistic scenario, but like just being from where you were last year, and I saw I, we talked about this a few weeks ago. How many pieces did you lose to have that much of a drop off on your offensive production? You lost Coop. We understand that. Yeah, you lost yeah, Coop. You lost yeah. Seti. Okay, but what else? Right. Well, I mean, I think I think it was a, but that's a big loss. I mean, I, Huge, I, know I agree. I, I mean. Just, just when you think about last year, receivers of one, two, three, four, five, uh, four, you know, five was Noah Brown, you know, and so now you you lost, you know, I mean, now CD's number one, and you know you had to play a little bit without Gallup, and mm-hmm. and and Cedric was gone, and then Noah Brown jumps to number two, so you're playing with Fajoko and Dennis Houston and 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 Jalen Tolbert, who's just running around right there. He's just he, he, only <laughs> yeah. thing that I saw see out of Tolbert is he goes in motion. But after that, after like pre-snap and stuff, I don't see anything else that he's doing. Yeah. He just hasn't hasn't developed yet. So yeah, I mean they definitely need a receiver. Receiver, but I'll say this: I think that the tight ends yeah. are going to become a huge asset to this team. They're getting there now, but they like to run the ball. And they're they're getting better at blocking, and I'm talking about yep. Hendershot and Ferguson, these two rookies. But they can play 13 personnel, yep. and 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 throw out of that. I mean that that whole package of the three tight ends bunched over here and CD running the ball. I mean that kind of just it, it, it's a dynamic that yeah. is very unique, and I think they can run out of it. I think they can also effectively pass out of it, mm-hmm. which is. That's what two tight ends and three tight ends are supposed to do. They, I mean, they were—they had all four guys active, and they all played an integral role yeah. in yeah. in that win the other day. It was a big game for uh, McEwen. Yep, because Sean Sean McEwen was basically the fullback. If you go back and look at some of those runs, those plays that Turpin had, those tight ends are are moving yeah. people, and they usually are. I mean, the best tight end that ever played here was a get in the way blocker. Yep. Love Witten to death. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, and, and he could block. And yeah. he would be per- taking you know, pride in the, I'll, I'll wham the nose and all that stuff. But he was a get-in-the-way type of guy. He wasn't just a mover. Baller, yeah. And I'm not saying these guys are moving people that much. But they, they are – they're pretty good blockers, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna grow into that. Shout out to Linda Wills; he's doing a heck of a he's job, done a, yeah. amazing job, heck yeah. of a job with that whole just, group to get four guys being productive 
at one position. Yeah, it yeah. was how many guys were drafted? Oh, <laughs> none, right? Except for Schultz, Schultz and, and Ferguson. And Ferguson, yeah. you know, and and during I just think back to like that hotel lobby in Irvine when we would see Lunda all the time. Yep. You know, he would yep. be down there, you know, visiting friends Passionate, and stuff. Man. Yeah. <laughs> He was telling us though, like he's like, I got some guys though. Ferguson's gonna get really good. Yep. He's like Hendershot is gonna make the team. We're like, really? Mm-hmm. Make the team, team? Mm-hmm. Like practice. He's like, he's gonna make the team. <laughs> now he's scoring touchdowns. <laughs> now he's scoring touchdown. Now they're out the know, back at the, as, at the fullback position. At yeah, that. yeah. Now they're just you know they're like playing you know twenty with you. <laughs> yeah, it's like the rodeo out yeah. there with the. Oh yeah, remember. that was that was interesting. Yeah. Um, okay, so. We talked about the offense need to find what they're doing. McCarthy has said it, and others have too, that this is a defensive first team now, and we need to run the ball and do these things to play to our defense. And the defense is – they're Mm -hmm. better than they have been in in years. Can you win that way? I think you – yes, you can. Can you win the big games that way? Yes, you can, (laughs) if you can stop the run. But my issue is – why does it have to be one or the other? Hmm. Like, like, why? Like, why does it have to be okay? You know, like Nick just pointed out, the defense was really good last year, but guess what? They're better this year because yeah. they're paying better collective ball, regardless of what yeah. the turnover margin said. All that kind of jazz. These guys are playing really good ball, and if they can stop the run, they can force teams to pass. And they no, nobody wants to pass against this defense. Right. You just don't want to be in that position. It's just too much the, ammo on that side. The Bears, I think, chose to lose the game. True. Then, then to then to try to throw it and uh-huh. and even attempt to get back in it quickly, yeah. and they just ran right into the Cowboys' hands, and they just oh, they kept getting yards and, and points. Yeah. They had no business trying to win the game. Yep. My my concern comes if Dallas can't run the ball, can they pass the ball to a victory? Yeah. And I think last year you're like, we don't want Dak throwing the ball forty times, but if he throws it forty times, we still think that they can mm-hmm. win some ball games. I don't feel that way this year. Oh really? I just don't. Is I don't that because f- just the receivers or is it because of him struggling? I or? think it's both. Yeah. I think it's both. I, I don't I don't have a sense of security that Dallas can line up and throw themselves into a game. If they got, say they got behind and you, you have to abandon a run. Say you got down by 10, right? You have to abandon a run, right? You're in the third quarter and you got to play some catch up here. Okay. Defense is, defense is holding their own, but, you know, some teams are just really powerful offensively. You, I don't have the sense of security that you can line up three receivers, four receivers out there and just throw a throw against defenses. I don't feel that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't have those guys. I mean, yeah. uh, with Noah Brown and Gallup, I mean, Gallup has, is not. I'm not saying he's not 100%. He's just not all the way back to what right. we've seen. And, and he may not be this year. That's why I wasn't a huge fan of that re-signing, just because yeah. you're going to let Cooper go, and then you're re-signing a guy that won't Andrew. be himself. Yeah. He's not going to be what you're paying that money for right now this year. You, you, you just can't. You don't You don't have ACL surgery in February mm-hmm. and then play to that same level Make the same cuts in, in October, November. Yeah. You just yeah. don't do it. But last year you had a, what a top of the league defense, yes? Yeah. Okay, I don't remember yeah. where they ranked at, right? But yeah. they were they were at the top. They were up okay. there. Okay, so now again, yeah, you have a top of the league defense. Right. Okay, last year you had a what number one offense. Yeah. You would expect okay if you're going to have some drop off, maybe you drop down to maybe top ten. All right, not not number one, but we can drop maybe ten spots and we're still in a really good freaking position, right? Yeah. Our offense, our defense are top ten in their particular categories. That's not what happened this. That's not what has happened this year. You had your defense make a jump up. Right, you had a defense make a jump yeah. up, and your offense did what? Boop. Yeah, they dropped all the way down, and I don't think that you can win those ball games with those guys being on the bottom half of the league. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's be let's be fair though yeah. about it. Like like they they did lose 
I mean, if we think that that Dak and Cooper, I mean, it's a huge difference. I mean, I know I took a lot of heat for saying what I've said about Dak I would, and Cooper Rush. Cooper Rush. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, that I wasn't gonna. If it was me, I wouldn't bench an undefeated quarterback. Not to say that Dak was ever or that Cooper Rush was better than Dak ever. Just from a mojo standpoint, yeah. what was going on. But you didn't have to make that decision because he lost, and we've seen him lose now. And Dak's better, but they played without their starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. They played. They played the whole season without their left tackle, who is a Pro Bowl player when he's healthy. Sure. Uh, they played one game without their starting running back. The t- starting tight end they've missed some games, and he has not been the same. Dalton Schultz. Now they're getting other guys to fill in of course the receivers have been all over the map too so i mean i'm just saying they have taken some hits and and they've they're six and two with it yeah. i mean the continuity on offense has not been there at all and that right. i still think that, yeah. that it's, they've played uh above expectations considering if you're sitting at training camp and go this is what they're gonna have to deal with Dak's missing most of the first half of the season tyron won't even play you're gonna throw tyler smith at left tackle who hasn't played their practice all year but now you're gonna play him there you know, just all the injuries, all the issues. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, if they can find that continuity, then I think I think they'll be okay there. Do you think that? Um, I think in the past, Dak has got some criticism for trying to do too much, throwing the ball mm-hmm. too much, checking out and plays that sort of thing. And you know, McCarthy has said we're going to keep it more balanced. We're going to make sure our run game is part of the mm-hmm. factor. But do you see Dak as he gets more comfortable? And finds his way, he's going to be like, nah, this is on my shoulders. I'm going to take over. And is that good to get the offense jump-started? Or is it bad because then you're putting too much into guys' hands? I'm going to let the former quarterback. Who's maybe not an Aaron Rodgers type yet. that. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of lead into, into your answer here. But I would imagine every game there's a different feel when you would go out and play – you you could tell right away whether whoever you're playing against, we're gonna to need to score forty today, or it's pouring rain and we gotta just take care of the ball and our defense can win this. I mean, I would think you can kind of get a feel, and, and yeah. sometimes the answer could be totally different. Yeah, I think it varies from game to game. I I still think that Dak is trying to get himself back established. My biggest fear. With Dak, he's a very capable quarterback, right? But I'll stand on the same mountain that I've been on for years in regards to Dak. He's a play-action quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's no shame in that, okay? Right. But he's a play-action quarterback. I worry with this offense this year, not last year's offense, okay? I know take Cooper Rush out of it, right? And take the stats line. I'm not a big stat guy, so take all that out of it. With the personnel and what we've seen from the personnel this year, and now Dak back in the fold, I still think that the best thing that a team can do against the Dallas Cowboys is force them to pass the ball. Hmm. I think that's yeah. the I think that's the best strategy to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Get up ahead, get up early, right? Have a have a have a two two score lead and force Dallas to throw the ball. I think that is worst case scenario for Dallas this year. Yeah, yeah, and that's always been a bit of a problem. I guess it's just. For so long, we kept thinking, especially after his rookie year, we thought, man, Dak's going to be the next Aaron Rodgers or whatever, but he's never quite – I mean, he's gotten better, obviously, mm-hmm. but he's never quite hit that top elite class yet. So, all right. Okay, let's take our last break. And when we get back, we've been talking a lot of offense. Maybe we'll talk a little defense. We'll just see where it goes. But come right back with us. We'll be back hanging with the boys. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? 
Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yo quiero, yo quiero guacamole. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, if you're thinking about attending a game this season, visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Stay at the team hotel, have dinner with a Cowboys legend, and experience AT&T Stadium's exclusive VIP Owners Club. Also, tour the star, get autographs from your favorite players, and talk X's and O's with me, Mickey Spagnola. The official travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys will take care of all your travel needs. Visit CowboysTravel.com. Back to hanging with the boys. All right, we're back here with hanging with the boys. I feel like I got traded here for the day, but I'll tell you <laughs> this about hanging with the boys. It's brought to you by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Yes. Nice. Nice. Wing, wing it out. <laughs> yes. I would think if you were going to have some new people on the show. You should kind of show them, you know, where show them some love, what huh? they've got. I mean, a wing stop. Yeah, we need. We've been, we've been waiting for some wings around. Because I'm you pretty know? sure our show, the break, was sponsored by Miller Lite. I'm pretty sure Barry Church was drinking beer <laughs> on the show. Really? No, no, not really. I would say we're, we were sponsored by Black Rifle Company, you know, coffee company, and so we definitely had coffee on the show. Okay, we're way behind on our product placement. That's for sure. We need a little bit of help there, I think, but. <laughs> Well, you guys were traded to this show today, and I guess another big trade came down just now. What was yeah. that, uh, Chris, you said? Chubbs? Yeah, Bradley Chubb just got traded to the Dolphins. Hey, what was it? What's up there pick. on the TV now? Huh? What, uh, they first round pick, pick, fourth round pick next year, and Chase Edmonds. Wow. That's, That's a good big. deal for, for, for you somebody know, that Denver was not going to be able to resign. Mm-hmm. I mean, Denver lost how many first round picks for Russell Wilson, who's yeah. playing like a eighth round pick? <laughs> oh man! Man, uh, uh, not even not even a Mister Irrelevant. Huh? No, no, he's not playing that way. He's not playing that way. I mean, he gave up a first round pick for him. a couple first no, round picks. Yeah, they gave him a lot. Yeah. Seattle won that that deal. Obviously, I know the Cowboys are are. Oh, please listening. do something, please. Yes, They're, please don't go a second year in a row with a really good team and just say, "Oh, we were just that close." Mm. Close doesn't get you anything. You're saying Hankins wasn't the move. Hankins is a, is a good move. He had an impact, but doggone it. He had an impact like, against a team that ran for 
plus yards. That's just I can't, yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah, that's un- yeah, that's yeah, unfair no, to I'm, Hankins, but you know yeah. it's unfair to Hankins because <laughs> that, if there's one thing that the Chicago does really well, that's run the dog on <laughs> yeah. ball. Okay. Some teams are just yeah. built different. Yeah. Um, you know let what I'm saying? Me, let me ask you this: If you're sitting in there with Will McClade, Stephen, Jerry, and McCarthy, sorry, and, you know he's obviously in his office, so obviously he's in the mix, and the receiver. A receiver is being mentioned. Mm-hmm. We can get this guy. We're going to have to trade a third-round pick or fourth-round pick, whatever. And then the question is, is he better than James Washington? And they said, no, he's not. But, well, then you're not. You're not doing it. Then that's not the. Then that's not the guy. No, I, I need. You need a guy that undoubtedly is feared by other teams. Yeah. You talk about San Francisco with the move they did. Freaking McCaffrey is feared mm-hmm. by every team that he steps out of. You better know where the heck he's at. Yeah. You need a guy like that. You know, I'm not saying at that position, but you need a dominant player. Not a good player. You need a dominant player. So, and, and that's that's why I said you got to start, you know, you, as soon as you make that move and get that wide receiver, the next press conference is, so when do you have to decide on a fifth-year option for CD? Mm-hmm. And are you going to do that? I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, it's not just an easy we're putting him in. And yeah. I agree with what your point is, is like, deal with that stuff later. Yeah, it's yeah. now. I'm I get it. Now. I, now. I, I get it. The thing is, the, yeah. the, the front office is always in such a position of power. And, and, and it just, it's just the way contracts and everything are laid out. I mean, you have a fifth-year option, and then you have the franchise tag. And, I mean, there's so many different options to keep guys around. The team. Keep saying, hey, prove me. Prove it to me. Yeah. Right? CD still has, hey, prove it to me. you got to show me. Okay, you, get, you can't just out here just make some catches, make some drops. Like, I need you to be a dominant player. I need you to lead in every aspect of being a number one receiver. Right. And I need – there's time for him to continue to show that. Mm-hmm. And, that and, and if you bringing in a number one discourages him, you don't have your guy anyway. Yeah, no. but see, I, I guess I, I know if if there's a James Washington type guy that they bring in, that you know, I, I wouldn't want him to give up much. But at this point, you don't really know what you have in James. No, Washington. I know you don't you know don't. what you have for sure in Noah Brown with his foot injury. You, you're still waiting on, you know, like Gallup. you said, Gallup is returning. So, so you at got this three, point, three, if three you, injured guys and a, and, a, you, and a question mark at your number one. Yeah. So, but it, so if you have the opportunity to get a known quantity, even if he's a known. Number three, then I think you got to consider that if you're not giving up a whole lot. I'm with you. You guys are selling me. I mean, I, I would you go say something to them about that? You, you got the inside. Yeah. Part. Nah, they don't. They don't care. If you're about McCarthy, that. aren't you on the table saying, "Get me somebody"? I, I definitely would. He doesn't care about. Two I would years be now. river dancing on top of the table <laughs> right now <laughs> if I was McCarthy, moonwalking, river dancing, whatever yeah. it gets them gets those guys' attention. I I pray that Mr. Jones, Double J. Just says, you know what? I understand the position I'm in. I understand what I've been wanting for all these years. I understand the reality of of, of, my, of my time here. I need to make this move, and I need I need to make this move. I just have to put us in a position to undoubtedly have the best opportunity to win a doggone championship because other teams are doing it. Yeah, the team that you got your butt kicked by in the playoffs last year. Guess what? They pulled them. They pulled one out their doggone rear end. Yeah, and now if you had to face those guys, you're like, crap! They got some weapons, <laughs> right? They got everybody they had last year plus. Yeah, yeah. Did it surprise you at all that they they did trade for Hankins? Because I mean, if, there, if there's one position on the team that's mm-hmm. relatively deep, but not but not not for what he does. No, I just got a text from someone that kind of knows what's going on, and his answer is yes. Mm. Yes, something's happening. Just yes. Now, what you, was the question? <laughs> Just yes. The question was still quiet. Oh, all right. yes. 
It's not the news we want to nah, hear, Nick. 90 minutes. 90 80 minutes. minutes. A lot can happen, Kurt, in 80 yeah. minutes. Would you do it? Could fly would, to Houston. What back. if somebody throws a, a defensive asset towards your way? Would you do anything to that? Yeah, I mean, listen. I mean. You listen to anything? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll say it's a corner. Mm. Like, that's a really good corner. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, obviously you're going to have to pay Trayvon next year, but Anthony Brown, I don't know if he'll be here next year. and Jordan Lewis, probably not. And I mean, so far the guys you drafted haven't really been impressive. Deron Bland has been, but I'm yes. talking about two years ago with right. Kelvin Joseph and Deshaun Wright. Yeah. They're not. I mean, they get on the field. I mean, Kelvin Joseph gets on the field and gives up a touchdown. And like, yeah. no, that, that was a big receiver. Yeah. <laughs> that dude was ginormous. No, I get it. But I mean, 6'4, 225. Yeah. Yeah, we've we've kind of hinted around about it a little bit so far today, but it, you know, as far if there's one weakness to this defense, we're saying it's the run, run. game, running, stopping the run. Can, could you make that change with adding a player? Is there something different? Is it a scheme? Is it a technique? Is it a want to? I, we saw Hankins and Gallimore working in tandem. You know, this this rotate they really have three defensive lines. Yeah, they like in well, reality with Basham injured. I mean, you got three defensive rotations that you're working these guys through. And I think Hankins got around 30 snaps, I think, this past game, somewhere around there. So you have him in there trying to get, you know, he acclimated. Pretty good. Yeah, he looked pretty good. I yeah. mean, you know what I mean? He looked pretty doggone good. But you really have two run stoppers. Gallimore's still finding his way as a run stopper, right? He's an impactful, I think, in pass rush. He's quick and all that jazz. His size says that he's a run stopper, mm-hmm. right? But we haven't seen that aspect of his game really come on yet. I think if you were to be offered another run stopper, I think I, w- I would listen. Yeah. I would listen because Bohanna you like, hasn't done that. I, Big Bo has the size. Yeah. He has the size, but he hasn't shown again that he's just a just a freaking guy to just consume people. Imagine if you had two guys. And I think they'll work their way to it, but just where we're at right now. If you had two guys that can just clog up the A and the A and both A gaps, this defense becomes a, a freaking problem. Really? Yeah. It becomes a problem because now first and second down, you're not able to run the ball. And now these guys are able to whatever whatever line they want to throw out there, one, two, or three, yeah. they all three of them can get to you. Yeah. If you could look at the Philly game, you know, they won the game because they could run the ball on first down with Sanders. Sanders up the middle for six, for seven, never put not ever, but it didn't yeah. put Hurts in a lot of situations of third and long. And that's not just Hurts. I mean, Hurts has shown he's a really good passer. Um, he's improved dramatically. But any quarterback you want to be in third and yeah. third and long. And I think that was that was a huge part of that. You know, because when you're trying to play that read option or RPO or whatever you want to call it, you got if you if you can trust your two guys there and not have to sell out to to stop that, then you just you know give it to them. Hand it off to him. Yeah. We'll, we'll stop it. You know, two or three yards. We'll stop it, and then our our guys can key on that. Think outside. back to Baltimore of old, old Baltimore, mm-hmm. right? I'm talking about you know Ray Sam Lewis. Adams, United. Terry, yeah, I'm talking about that's old Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> old Baltimore. Talking about Sam Adams, Tony Saragusa, you know Haloti Nada. When yeah. they had those guys Oof. in it, run the ball up the middle if you want to. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. If you were able to move these guys, there's a freaking Ray Lewis sitting behind you. But go ahead. Good luck. Yeah. Good luck. You better go try to beat the ends up. So if you're in that position with this pass rush. Yeah. Good night. Yeah. What what if we always talk about making a team one dimensional and usually you're talking about taking away the run. Can you make them one dimensional by taking away the pass? No. No. It no. just doesn't work that way. No, because when you want to beat a team into submission, what do you do? You run it. You run a dog on ball. What did Philadelphia do? 
Philadelphia was like, okay, all right, we're beating you up, beating you up. Okay, we'll chill for a little bit. Crap, they got back in the game. What are we going to go back to? Hold on. 11 straight runs. Hold on. What did you say again? Well, you always talk about you want to make a team one-dimensional. Yeah. Can you win if you make that team one, you know, take away their – because we say yes. we've got a pretty big pass. You, and just you force did. them just to rush. I think yeah. you just did that. Mm. They just they, – the Bears just ran it and ran it and ran it and ran it. The, the key for the Cowboys was that they just kept scoring. Yeah. Because if they would have struggled a little bit and, and not scored – then yeah, then the Bears would have been in good shape. You so, have to get up early. Yeah, you have to get up, and they did. And but but I think so. It's rare, it's rare to to, to win a game that way. But yeah, I mean they did make the Bears one dimensional, and that they could not throw it True. at all. Yeah. They don't have a quarterback who can throw it. Not yet. He can jump, though. He can jump. Yeah, he can jump over people. <laughs> Situational awareness. Awareness. Yeah. He's going to be good, though. I, yeah, he I, is. I, I he, was, he, is. he looked better than I He's bigger than expected. I thought. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. I mean, he I, looks little when you look well, at him, yeah. right? But then you look at him, you're like, dang, that's a big dude. You look kind of little out there, too, I know, man. But I know. you're I'm not little. I'm working at on it. it. I'm working on it. Well, <laughs> on the only thing, I mean, he, he, he has to be a big dude. To take that hit from D. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I yeah. mean, that was a crushing. Yeah. Talk about situational awareness, Jesus. Yeah, do they just not want to block him? Yeah, you, as a quarterback, you have to know that he's unblocked. <laughs> <laughs> you have to know who who's not blocked on this play. Let me get away from him. Yeah, and all, all he had to do is if he would have just taken a peek, and then you make one move, and oh, he did it a couple times. Yeah, he, he yeah. did that too many times yeah. as yeah. it was. Sometimes but, I think that those guys, I, I, they're they're like. Hunger to get sacks is good, and and that's why they got they get sacks. Sometimes I do think that it it, it causes the team to be selfish in a way, the players yeah. to be selfish in a way. Instead of breaking down and rushing, like Kirst did a great job of kind of rushing from the outside, and then he he went back in. He's not going to let that bootleg get around him. And I think sometimes so many of the defensive ends and and pass rushers they just want sacks so bad. That they yeah. go straight for it and then they whiff and Set then it's party. a first down. Yep. Yeah. That maybe goes it's, back to what you were saying about technique and, and it's difficult. And, I mean, as a former mobile quarterback, that's what you bank on. You know they want to get you so bad, so you just sit there, bait them, bait them, bait them, and it's yeah. It's just you just go. <laughs> the teams that are very paid. The thing is, if in order to stop that, you have to not be as aggressive in your pass rush. Right. So you have to. You know, hard hard give up something. Yeah, yeah. give up some hard balance. Yeah. All right. All right. We made it through it. That's the show. Like it. Yeah, yeah, time dang. to get out of here. But we'll be back again tomorrow, the three of us. So like looking forward to that. I don't know what we'll talk about. Maybe we'll take calls. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe the trade they're about to do. Maybe yeah. we'll talk about this trade. Mm. Or trade Big that trade, they don't right. Do. <laughs> I don't know. God, I hope we're talking Kurt with about the inside scoop, baby. No. What's funny is that people people are like going to listen tonight at 9 o'clock at night. Like, they didn't do yeah. anything. Oh, no. You got any <laughs> more texts you want to share? Any last minute uh yeah, my Vague. wife wants me to pick up some. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's the best move we'll get all day. <laughs> right. All right. Thank you, Chris Beam, for keeping us going back there. Thank Ooh. you, Audio Jazz, whatever it is you do. Thank you, Bro <laughs> Willie, getting us online. Thank you, Nick, for joining us oh, today. Sorry. I appreciate sorry. it. Thank you, Isaiah. Ooh, A lot of fun here. And thank you all for listening. We will be right back here tomorrow. So join us again on Hanging with the Boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?